Kia ora, welcome to another episode of Skeezy Dees. Honestly, not too sure what we're going to be talking about today. Um, haven't pre-selected a topic. Still haven't sorted out a post-it note system for show notes. Um, I think I'll just fucking flip shit from the top of the dome um so I guess to like start things off it's the end of the week it's it's fry yay it's always a it's always a posy it's always a posy vibe mate um I guess I guess I'll talk about um, fucking World of Warcraft. Sorry, um, people who wanted something that wasn't nerdy. Uh, this is how my brain works. So I've been playing World of Warcraft hardcore, um, in part because it could be a good game to jam with Canada Boy once he gets a PC working. Um, it's really interesting and I'm I'm quite glad they have preserved a sort of like an earlier version of World of Warcraft now I know that there's been like independent groups that have preserved the earlier versions of World of Warcraft but I, I am also glad that you know um, the Blizzard has done so it's quite interesting because there are there are not many hands held um, in this in this goddamn game. Um, it's a little weird because I thought the point of hardcore mode was if you die you die, but I have died and been able to come back um, while still in the same server, not having to transfer. Which I don't know if that's because the game has detected I'm such a noob. Um, I shouldn't be allowed to die, but, well, we'll see. Um, things should be getting better now. So, in World of Warcraft, you choose a race, and the race, I think, sets your starting area, basically. So, I, I, I chose a human, I'm starting in the human starting area. Um, if you choose an orc, you start in the orc starting area. If you choose a Tolden, whatever the fuck they're called, you start in the Tolden starting area, Torin. Um, blah, 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 blah. And then you choose a class, and that kind of that's like sets your abilities and like what fucking moves you can do and shit. So I went with a human warlock. I didn't know you could. I thought like I thought warlock was like the, a horde thing, but fuck yeah, you could be a, a human warlock. Awesome. Um, and it seems like it was a pretty good choice for someone who is going to be playing by themselves or maybe with one other. I don't know. Maybe I'll find more. World of Warcraft people who aren't super sweetie. Um, yeah, and like, so you've got sort of a lot of debuffs you can put on things, which is really helpful when you're playing by yourself, because if you come against a big bad scary thing, you can just stack a lot of debuffs on it, and the debuffs will prevent it from like 
harming you too much. So there's like one debuff I got that's honestly a godsend at this stage in the game, which reduces the damage of enemies. And it reduces the damage of enemies so much that they can't actually deal too much damage to me one-on-one. -on -one. So I can actually, I can take on things that I shouldn't be able to because of this one, this one weird trick. Um, there's also like self buffs. Um, there's one I've got that gives me more armor and it also regenerates my HP. How great, how great is that? Um, and then there's like lots of damage effects. There's ones that do a lot of damage. There's ones that do damage over time. Um, I can, there's like multiple ones that do damage over time that I can stack. So there's like extra damage over time. And most recently, I just got a pet. I just got like a little, a little small boy, an imp that follows me around. Um, and I think I, like, I want to be able to use it as a shield, but I haven't quite figured out how to do that yet. Because um, I, I want it to tank, because I think I can resummon it. But it's a lot more difficult for me to, like, resummon myself, if that makes sense. I don't, like, like, it's, it's like, it's like, yeah, I don't want to die. I want, I want the little thing to die for me. Um, I'll figure that out eventually. Um, I don't... I'm not entirely thrilled with how equipment works. Basically, there's like different types of armor and only specific characters can use specific armors. So like, my warlock can only use cloth armor. Um, and I keep getting like this chainmail armor and leather armor dropped. And it's like, oh cool, well, that's stuff I can't wear. That's that's fine. I can just sell it for money, use that money to get more skills for my warlock steeds. Um, I like that there's there's sort of like a a coppers, silvers, golds economy going on. I kind of like that. Um, I like it when I get a hundred silver, a uh, hundred coppers, and they turn into one silver. It feels really good. Um, I can't wait till I'm at the point where I'm like spending gold because that sounds fun. Um, it's yeah. It, the, one of the things that's quite fascinating about it, coming like coming to it, like having never really played it. I played a little bit of World of Warcraft when I was a when I was a wee one. Um, I basically went over. This is like my family had a friend who was like a massive gamer. Um, honestly, he played a pivotal role in my development, even though. I only actually spent time at his place um, three or four times. It was very minimal contact, but each each time was a transformation. Um, one of them, um, he set me up on his computer to play like a little bit of World of Warcraft, and that was really cool. But that was like my only exposure to it. The other big thing he did, and fucking America boy will be wanting to hear about this. Um, oh my goodness. So you know the gorge, um, I'm going up the gorge and like, I'll be honest, I was being a little bit spicy and I was going 100k's, someone just fucking zoomed past me, um, zoomed past me to go through the Newlands exit, interesting, anyway, okay, never mind. um, 
The other thing he did, and America Boy will be interested in this, is he's the one who introduced me to Heroes 3. The way he introduced me to it was probably the most addictive way as well. He was doing like, he was doing the story mission where basically your goal is to build up 10,000 skeletons. And so he was just like, yeah, just walk around this map and like kill everything and then like summon the skeletons afterwards. Um, and it was like, oh, cool, that's awesome. And this was, this was the time where you could still like burn CDs. So he burned me a CD copy of Heroes 3. And that was my first copy of Heroes 3. Probably the copy that um, we played on, um, America Boy. Um, so that's, that's kind of like a cool callback. But it's very fascinating because in modern day, there's a lot of design in quest solving, if that makes sense. So sort of like, you'll be given a quest by a character... So, so, especially for open world games and it would be like go go here or whatever and most of the time you get waypoints nowadays most like you'll get waypoints you'll even get a path um, and then when you're walking along that path there's like you know the yellow um, ribbons paint on surfaces that you're supposed to like climb or walk towards um, generally if you're like in a, in a dungeon of some kind it will ascend or descend kind of thing World of Warcraft, like, seems to be from before that age, which is really interesting, because Warcraft 3 definitely had, like, map pings on areas you were supposed to go, um, and so I'm, like, not sure where the impetus for that particular decision came from, like, I'm not sure what drove, um, the people who designed World of Warcraft like there was an active decision made they were like we've got the technology we've got the expertise to put a little pingy thing on the map where the player is supposed to go but instead each of the quests has a detailed description of where so the first quest that this kind of tripped me up on and the reason it tripped me up wasn't necessarily because of the lack of a map ping it was because there's I, I haven't figured out how to highlight the things you can interact with if that's even an option um it's like a warlock quest where you have to find a book and the quest says the book's been stolen by these thugs at the vineyard it's near their tent. And there's a tent by the vineyard. You, and you can kind of see there's this big square on the map. And you're like, that looks like a vineyard. You walk over there, there's vines. Um, and there's all these thugs stay, standing around with names relating to the thing that you're looking for. So you know that like, this is the place you've got to go. Um, the problem was... Um, when I was looking around for the um, looking around for the book, I didn't notice it was like this tiny little pile, this teeny tiny little pile at the base of this, this small little tent. Um, that was where I died because there's like three dudes around it, and 
with the skills that I had, I was able to kill them with luck. Um, I essentially had to be able to get the two damage over time debuffs on one guy, switch and start damaging another guy, leaving the damage over time to kill the first guy, and then when the third guy was left, put the um, reducing damage debuff on him and slowly killing him. Um, I don't know if there's health potions or anything, but fuck, I need them. I know that there's like the walking health potions, the priest class, but... Which I was tempted, I was tempted to play as a priest because when I get to the higher levels, I imagine that would make you like somewhat more in demand, but eh, oh well. Um, I am super impressed by the scale and like, holy shit, like when the fuck did War World of Warcraft come out? Because it's honestly such an impressive feat. It, it's such a testament to old Blizzard that they were able to make a game that is still probably the most played MMO to this day. Like, fuck me. Um, and like, yeah, I, I guess like to talk a little bit about Blizzard, like, Blizzard was definitely the first company I formed an unhealthy attachment with. Um, Warcraft 3 was that was the game that I played that really opened my eyes to games being more than just like fucking pixels on a screen or something because it was it was the first it was the first game where I got engaged with the story fucking what a what a story it's you know it's, it's pure fucking fantasy camp, but it's done so well. Um, so it was, it, was, it was the first game to really grip me with a story. It was the first game I saw as a social experience as well as a um, entertainment experience, I guess. Um, I'd played multiplayer games before, but the multiplayer scene in Warcraft 3 was just so wide. But also just like the, the creativity that people expressed in the game, uh, the like, the, the like custom map engine, which I think Roblox is the only thing that's close to it, and I guess that shows how dire things are. Um, to be honest, the things that people are doing with Roblox now is like incredibly impressive, so maybe I shouldn't poo-poo it too much. Um, but the, the, the creativity that was expressed in the Warcraft 3 map editor was legitimately impressive and legitimately impressed me. Like, there, like you can track most mobile games and MOBAs back to Warcraft 3. Like, the, the DNA of Warcraft 3 suffuses those games to an almost unhealthy degree um such a such a wonderful game um never really got into starcraft never really got into diablo um i hear they're pretty great as well and i guess it's just it's just so depressing that everything that made that company great has been 
like packaged up and sold away it's it's been like exploited for cheap benefit like it's so interesting like overwatch was such a swan song like the original overwatch because it was it was the accumulation of all their their storytelling ability um storytelling through these characters which they're they're stories that have really connected with people um you know not just the porn um but they're stories that have really really connected with people um and they didn't even deliver the stories like the gameplay was insanely imbalanced on launch um the competitive scene was quite forced but like it was all there it was all like present I guess it like it was such a it was such a proof of concept it was such a like yeah Blizzard really can do it all but it was the last time it was the last time Blizzard was ever going to do anything. Because their business model had switched from releasing the best games and continuing to sell them for 20 fucking years to loot boxes, battle passes. I, I guess you could you could say the original seed of Sin was the World of Warcraft subscription, but like this ongoing living games as a service fucking bullshit and like you know apparently Diablo 4 is fine but it's not it's not the best Diablo 3 wasn't the best you know like Overwatch was the best fucking um I don't even know class based shooter when it released. Um, Overwatch 2 is probably still the most popular class-based shooter. I don't know if I would say it was the best. Um, I'd probably say Valorant is the best. It's it's so strange to see Riot Games taking the place of Blizzard in more ways than one. Um, and it's so weird because their business model has always been like exploiting the fuck out of cosmetics and so it's so fascinating to see Blizzard's downfall in their move to exploit cosmetics and loot boxes and battle passes and all that whereas Riot which is always focused on that element is is coming to realize, oh, we need the quality to build and sustain our games. And, and and so, like, Riot is moving in that direction, and I'm so excited to see Riot's MMO. Like, of all the MMO concepts I've heard, this is the one that could be the World of Warcraft killer, which... It has been such a white whale for, what, 20 years? 20 years people have been talking about how X or Y is finally going to put 
it's finally gonna put fucking Blizzard World of Warcraft on the ground and every single time they fucking choke they fucking fail to deliver but I think I think the Riot MMO if done right but this is the thing is like an MMO is such a hard game to it's such a hard genre to nail because you're never going to please everybody but you want as many people in as possible um yep that's basically it for today Um, for this episode catch you I guess